we are developing students for the industry, career technical education, so that they become our replacements. These young people have chosen this opportunity to get a jump start on their career. They'll have a better idea uh, about what they want to do and what they're good at by the time they leave high school. There's some great opportunities for these students that are coming out of the career and technical programs from Henrico County. Hello, hello, and welcome to another edition of Henrico CTE. Now I am Rashawn Garnett, and with me I have Mike Roberts. And Mike, this is the first time in a minute, man, that we've actually been able to do a podcast face-to-face, man. Well, not yeah. face-to-face, social distancing, of course. We've right. lights all, all the equipment, <laughs> you know what I mean? Wiped everything down. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's been know, a minute, though. It's, it's, it's what we're doing these days. Yep, social distancing, social distancing. It was great to be back. Yeah, great. For, at least for today. At least for today, at least for this podcast um, in particular. Um, got another great guest for you guys here today. But first, I want to remind you uh, to check us out on our social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and the Twitter, and the Twitter, at CTE. That is the handle. Make sure you check them all out. We're trying to update them constantly with information about careers and CTE in uh, general. Mike, tell them where they can find the podcast. Uh, you can find our podcast on um, all of your major uh, podcast venues, Apple, Spotify, Google, uh, and most of your minor ones. And our host is Anchor.com uh, or Anchor.fm if you want to go there. I'm partial to Spotify, so I typically listen to us on Spotify, but however you want to listen. Well, Spotify bought Anchor, so we are Spotify. We are Spotify, <laughs> right. We're double Spotify now. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I typically listen on Spotify, but however you want to listen, feel free to listen. That's why we tried to cover a ride array of platforms right there so um all right guys without further ado here we go with your feature presentation we have in the building we are not quite in the cte bat cave that's the conference no, room below we, we uh, can see outside <laughs> yeah this one has windows yes <laughs> we have to put you know we have to run that by our director mac over you know what i mean and see if we can't get some windows like drilled into the conference room <laughs> some way you know because <laughs> conference room like built deep inside of the office so well, we're gonna we have to need windows we won't be able to outside call of the, the windows yeah, yeah. <laughs> We can't call it the Batcave anymore. Oh, good point. Never mind. Scratch the window Scratch idea. The Scratch windows. the window idea. I love the Batcave name. But uh, again, back to your feature presentation. Uh, we have Miss Monica Smith Callahan, Deputy County Manager for Career Affairs, here in the building with us. And I want to send a huge thank you out to the transportation folks. That's whose conference room we are using right now. So I want to send a huge thank you out to them for allowing us to steal their conference room uh, outside of the Batcave yeah. <laughs> uh, for this one. But again, uh, Monica Smith Callahan, Deputy County Manager for Community Affairs. Thank you so much for being on uh, Henrico CTE now. Great. Thank you for having me. I was about to correct you, Rashawn, and say I am actually community affairs, not career affairs, oh, but say career? community oh. affairs. You got it right the second okay, time. Okay. So so all good. Okay, all so good. As long as it take me more than three to get it right. No. Go. <laughs> you got it on the second go around. So we're good. All right, so we are good to go. But I want to say uh, yeah, thank you so much for coming out. And we understand that you are a graduate of Arena High School. Did you take any CTE courses while you were? Uh, in fact, Talking to Mac prior to this show, he remembered when you graduated from Verina High School. But did you take any uh, any CTE courses? I am prior? a Verina girl through and through, born and raised. Um, yeah, and I actually did. I'm class of '95 Verina. Woohoo! 
um, <laughs> telling my age here, but um, I actually did the COE co-op program where I left in a half at a half day uh, school my senior year, and I went to go work at Brian R. Wright's Podiatry. Okay. I will never forget that experience in my life. It was a wonderful experience. Initially, I was beyond disappointed when I got my my um, where I was going to be assigned when I got my assignment. Everyone else got you know cool jobs, so so I thought. Uh, and <laughs> so here I am, cool and here I am working with feet, right? <laughs> so I'm like, I, I always been a germaphobe, so I appreciate you know being told that everything has been wiped down, Lysoled, even if we were not in the COVID. I would appreciate that. So I've always been one to not touch doorknobs and say ill and gross. And yes, I was that girl. So to tell me that I'm working in a podiatrist office, once I realized what a podiatrist was, I was completely grossed out. Um, But what turned out to be an amazing experience, not only did I do it uh, as a part of the COE program uh, through Verina High School CTE, I came back my freshman year of George Mason University and Dr. Wright hired me for the summer. Um, So I can still talk the lingo, AP, lateral oblique, uh, hammer toes, uh, plantar fasciitis. I I still know some of the terms from dictating uh, his notes uh, into letters, but uh, an amazing experience that I still take with me today. You know, and and that's one of the the things we like to stress out here in career technical education, uh, for sure, is that getting kids uh, exposed to a wide variety of experiences may expose them to something that they uh, didn't think they would like uh, prior, right, Mike? And right. I'm going to also turn to you for all those definitions for the words that uh, <laughs> Ms. Smith Callahan just mentioned. But, but, but right, though, Mike, like we really want to expose them to a wide variety of things. So you know, yeah, all I mean, their options are on the table. Right, right. I mean, th- these are things that they didn't, they weren't expecting, and they end up f- uh, not necessarily that they always enjoy it, but they they learn something from it. And I think exposing uh, students to different careers and different uh, types of uh, jobs early on is great education for them to figure out what they do want to do um, and, it, and sometimes they find out what they don't what they what don't, they want, don't to do, want to do yeah. so exactly. that they don't waste a lot of time you know so and I think that's one of the important things about the CTE programs that we offer all right. So uh, can you tell us about your career path? We know you started with the Verina High School. Started at Verina High School. And then where? Dr. Brian Wright, um, you know, Subway. You know, I went through the typical, <laughs> what all young people, as I call them, cutting your teeth jobs, where you, every experience you bring, you learn something, you take something away as you either love it or loathe it. Either way, you take something from it. I still cut my onions to this day, the way Subway taught me. Um, yeah. Is, is it really more efficient, though? It, it really is, and it and it cuts back on the tears. It's amazing. What? Um, yeah, I'll have to show you. Oh, yes, yes, please you do. Make a Who's got an video. onion? The world needs to know how Subway cuts their how onions. How Subway cuts their onions. Um, but no, really, from George Mason University, honestly, I've always known I wanted to major in communications, and I tell people that that started in church. Um, if you were born and raised in church, you know that there is no such thing as I don't want to do that. Um, so, you know, being forced to read aloud or being forced to stand up and say what you learned, I just really realized very early on that I had a knack and um, 
type A personality. I was going to say um, bossy, the B word, but no, we're, I'm not bossy. Um, I've just emerged as a leader very early on and had those traits and those those qualities, but a servant leader nonetheless. Right. I, I like to see things get done, so I'm a doer. I have the idea. I can I can plan it out, strategically plan it out, So and then make it happen. So um, realizing that very early on, I knew I wanted to go into comms, uh, communications, did that at George Mason, um, immediately came out and started working in the field. I was one of the, the, the few friends that I had that were blessed to do that. Thought I was doing something by getting my degree, came out, got my first job, and I think I was making a whopping $23,000 a year. And it was like, womp, womp. <laughs> so um, I, I knew I wanted to pursue a master, so but needed to do that sooner rather than later once I had the reality of what, um, you know, the comms field was paying. Yes. So uh, so went, out, went ahead and went straight through, got my MBA, um, and the career path trajectory, I should say, just increased from there. Um, one of my first real jobs uh, was Comcast. I spent uh, about eight and a half years at Comcast Metro Richmond as the public relations uh, manager, and then eventually uh, worked my way up to director. But essentially, I was the face of Comcast. I was the good corporate citizen in the company and was able to, as I said to you when we were starting this, not my first rodeo, uh, <laughs> produce my uh, show, um, Comcast Newsmakers, and really got to know people in the Richmond area, nonprofit, government, and business, uh, as well as education, and really got my footing in what real comms was about. Um, so I, I take with me so much of that learning. I had a boss who was so open and allowing me to, to try new things, new programs. I would learn about other things happening in Comcast uh, systems across the country and go, ooh, we can make this our own. And really creating that, I had um, an affinity for diversity groups. So really reaching out to the Hispanic community, which was really starting to bud and grow in the early 2000s and really had an opportunity to connect with that community um, through an event program, if you will, initiative, learning festival. Uh, it was all of those things to the community and created uh, Furia de la Oportunidad. It was a, 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 an opportunity festival for the Hispanic community uh, in the Richmond region. And it went on for about five years. And I won, we won, Comcast, won numerous awards. But I mean, that was one of those things that you look back on and you just right. go, defining career moments, you, you know? Got, you got a little Spanish background there? None. I mean, what, that, the way you did, that just rolled off oh, the yeah. tongue right there. Was it like... was, it's because it was a brainchild that, that came about, you know, how those brilliant ideas come about when you're like, don't have a pen to write something down or in the shower or somewhere like that, uh -huh. um, you know, and then brought it back. And of course, I needed people to make me culturally right because I would have gotten it wrong yeah. with my initial concept of what the event was going to be. Um, but nonetheless, with partnerships, that also really was my awakening as to even with the greatest ideas, you have to have partnerships Got to. and you have to work cross-functionally and work with others to get it right. And Absolutely. it took us about three years before we got it right. And it just became an amazing event that got so much media attention. Um, uh, the, the folks from the various embassies of the Latin countries from D.C. were down and for every event and doing visas on the spot and and just really just a great 
great opportunity for um, bridging and, and outreach to a community. And that's what started it. And then from there, I had the awesome opportunity to be the uh, community outreach director for the Richmond 2015 bike race. Okay. I always say that little bitty bike race that blew through Richmond uh, about five <laughs> years ago uh, knew, knew nothing about cycling. My only reference to cycling was Lance Armstrong. And literally within months of me starting, he came out to Oprah, literally came out oh, and wow. confessed all of his sins. Oh, wow. uh, so in addition to not knowing <laughs> anything about the world of cycling and uh, professional uh, uh, bike races, I then had to stand in front of people and try to get them excited about something that was happening all of a whopping four years from now, uh, in addition to talking about a sport where the only hero that we had in the United States associated with the spot sport yeah. was now a little tainted. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you don't know what happened. A little with, tainted, with, with, yeah. With Lance, just go use the Google. Go to yeah, Google University. Yeah, go, yeah. go Google. Yeah, I have to remember my audience here. You guys might be a little young for uh, Lance Armstrong. But anyway, let's just say he was the LeBron of cycling. Yeah, uh, so when you have a LeBron of cycling who comes up and, and confesses, yeah, I might have doped a little yeah. and cheated a little, you yeah. know. That's going to hurt it, his reputation a it, little bit. It takes it away. Yeah. So, um, but again, an amazing experience and an amazing opportunity for me to get out in front to galvanize. I always say to mobilize and motivate people, I feel like is my calling. It is my gift, my blessing, and my curse sometimes. But I I do, I, I so enjoy that being a part of my career. And now as you fast forward, I've worked at the chamber since the bike race. Once the race was over in 2015, that organization dissolved. We were brought together solely to produce that bike race. An amazing experience, amazing success for the Richmond region, not just for um for the city or for Himrico. Himrico was a great host uh, to to uh, a start of the bike race, the kickoff actually of right. that race. Um, so, and then going from from that into the chamber and working continuously with the business community. But but you're starting to see a trend here, working with not just public but private partnerships as well. So being a part of a nonprofit, but as in my role, being able to engage with all of these partners across the region, and, so, and in some cases, the state, to be able to do my work and my focus at the chamber, where I worked really closely with the CTE folks here in the county, was around career development and talent pipeline. Right. And so that was my focus, So, um, which led me here to Himrico, <laughs> uh, Himrico County government, where um, I am now in uh, a position that was restructured for me to come in and to be a liaison to schools, to work with schools, not just schools, to work with Department of Health, um, and and just to look at the greater community of Himrico, which we all know, especially you guys on the on the county school side, very diverse. I think 102 languages spoken in our yeah. schools. That is like amazing, um, and that is growth leaps and bounds from when I was in school. You could have counted how many Hispanic kids we made have had in in my class to now thinking about 102 various languages being spoken in Henrico County schools. So that is something, you know, and so and with those kids, those students are families and those are businesses <laughs> and those are fe- people who have various needs. And so that's why this deputy, uh, this county manager, John Vitoicus, said we needed to have a position dedicated, focused on how do we outreach 
communicate and support our various diverse community. Let's let's talk a little bit about that, right? Let's expand on that. How have you seen um, CTE change in particular? You've been here in, in Richmond for quite some time, born and bred Verina. Right. So tell me how you've seen CTE change, you know, during your time here. Yeah, no, definitely. It has changed and changed for the better. I think we still have a little ways to go. There's always work to do. Um, there's always opportunity for, for growth and improvement, but we have come leaps and bounds from woodshop days and people referring to it as Votech right. and those kids, you know, <laughs> so I, I, I feel like there is still some of that, but most of that has died, died off. You know, I think um, these students now, my daughter being one of them, she's entering Holland Springs next week, virtually, <laughs> but, uh, but, but entering nonetheless and, and going to make the best of it. Um, but coming in with that notion or that idea that I am going to garner a skill. Right. I am going to come out of school, out of high school, in four years with a potential college credit, and then B, some skill set that I will either know that this is going to be my focus mm -hmm. for my future, or it's not. Either right. way, right. it's a win. Mm -hmm. yeah, either way, it's a win. And it's in, and a lot of the skills that we teach here at CTE, me and Mike say it all the time while we're, while we're on this podcast, is they're life skills, right? These are things that you can be useful in everyday life. And not only are they life skills, they're skills that are in demand yeah, from them, employers. Yeah, transferable skills. Yeah. yeah. And since we've, what we've been dealing with for the past, you know, since March is yeah. essential skills. Essential, I mean, yes. that's been at the forefront of all the, the headlines. I know who's working and who's not, the ones with the essential skills. And that's what we're providing. And that's what we've seen. You know, those those essential workers or those skilled workers are the ones that we that have been the ones that have continued to mm -hmm. work. Yes. Have they had to innovate and adapt and do things yeah. differently? Of course. But those are life skills. Right. Being able to adapt to whatever the situation is and to be able to innovate on the fly. I call it adapt and overcome. <laughs> adapt and overcome. That's we'll, what we yeah. have to do we'll and move forward. Man. There you go. Yeah, a coffee mug. That <laughs> right. was wonderful right there. Well, Mike, I'm sold. The podcast is over. No, <laughs> exactly. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> uh, but we are speaking with Deputy County Manager of Community Affairs, Ms. Monica Smith-Callahan, here on Henrico CTE Now. And as a resident of Henrico and a mother and a Deputy County Manager, what role do you see Henrico CTE uh, playing for our students? It's our future. I mean, talent pipeline is our future. Um, beyond talent pipeline, back to what I was saying a few moments ago, diversity. For any industry that is not thinking about diversifying and having people from all diverse backgrounds in working for them in that field, that is a dying field. Yeah. Because of population changes and, and population groups and what we're experiencing just here in Henrico, it just tells you nationwide any industry that's not thinking forward thinking in about their talent pipeline in that way is a dying dying industry so i think here in Henrico, we have to think about cte in terms of our future our future focus and and giving kids that exposure early very early is the only way we're going to have kids have an interest in various um various industries it, i always say it started with comcast i went down to nashville and experienced I said Comcast, I'm sorry, with the chamber. I went down to Nashville to experience their college and career academies. I took probably three delegations down uh, over my tenure there at the chamber. And literally, I heard a man on my first visit say, if he can't see it, 
he can't be it. And that is so vitally 100% true. 100% true right there. So, so true. So exposure is everything. Yeah. So we have to, as a county, think about how are we exposing our kids early to CTE. They don't even understand what CTE is. Right. CTE is everywhere. Absolutely. It is everywhere and it's in every profession. So how do we help our kids understand what that is? I saw an elementary uh, worksheet. They're, they weren't giving too many worksheets until the COVID. But I, <laughs> I saw a worksheet and it was a factory with smoke coming out of the smokestack. And I'm like, <laughs> we, we, we need to put a big X over that and redo because just copying Scantroning a, 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 a worksheet from each previous year is not doing us justice no. anymore. Uh-uh. We have to be different in the way that we're teaching and the way we're exposing our students to put a smokestack to represent manufacturing is so wrong right now because yeah. there's so much clean manufacturing happening. It has grown leaps and bounds. And, and that, that's sort of the nature of the beast of career technical education. As the industry tra- changes, so does our, our education methods have to change, right. too. And that happens because of our connections with the business community yeah. here. I mean, they're the ones that are telling us where we're r- doing it right and where, we're doing, where we need to make a change. Absolutely, absolutely. So right. how, do you, how do you see us driving interest uh, for career technical education programs? We mentioned exposure. But how do you see uh, you know, us driving interest towards students, towards parents, for them to say, hey, you know what, maybe, maybe my child should, should try out a CTE program? So it starts in kindergarten on those elementary orientations, maybe not 2020s orientation, (laughs) Uh, but during those those early opportunities to engage, it has to happen. Parents are of the mindset of a lot of them, even though a lot of them have come a long way in in changing their mind about, quote unquote, those kids go into go into CTE or vocational trainings because they're not smart enough or they're not equipped enough to be able to be college kids. We have to change that. But the only way to do that, again, is fostering those relationships. So I believe it starts early uh, with those parents as their kids are entering Henrico County Public Schools. You start to talk to them about what those opportunities are. A lot of families don't realize that by the fifth grade, it really will determine what a student is able to take in the ninth grade. Mm -hmm, That's a lot of pressure for a kid, Uh but a parent needs to be aware. As I said, I've always been an engaged parent. I've always been since the really the real start of my career working alongside of schools and feeling like I'm, I'm in the know. But when I learned that if that fifth grade teacher did not recommend advanced placement courses for my rising sixth grader, that would have impacted what she was able to take in ninth grade. That blew my mind. Right. So for parents who say CTE is, is wrong or is tracking our kids in to certain careers or, 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 or different, you're so wrong. Actually, I think the way it's set up now is more pressure on a student to think about what how they're going to excel. There's such a maturity that happens between fifth yeah. and ninth grade, really fifth and 10th grade. So to say that a student has to you know, hit these marks or achieve these classes in order to be able to be a part of, you know, some of our specialty centers or, or some of the special uh, the specialty classes that are available to them to be exposed to some of the CTE things. 
that are available, I, I think parents need to know that as early as humanly possible. But even with our CTE that's open to everyone, regardless of what type of GPA you're carrying or regardless of how many um, you know credits that you have going towards graduation, if you can fit it in your schedule, you can take it. Right. That's another education piece mm-hmm. that parents have to understand. I, when we start talking about advanced diplomas and regular diplomas, all of that stuff just it gets in parents mind and they want their kid to be the best I don't right. know any parent who doesn't want their kid to achieve the most the I best have, I haven't met one yet and that I, doesn't. I haven't met one that doesn't so when you start talking about advanced diplomas and verified credits that's what they're all about how do I get my kid to get that right. to attain that but to help them understand that if they are exposed to the career in technical they are coming out of high school with a skill set that is transferable Right. Things we've already talked yes. about that is not only transferable, but it's a life skill that they can have. I tell people now, hindsight is twenty twenty. Someone should have said, girl, learn HVAC. You, <laughs> le- you learn HVAC, your life will be so much hey. better to just know the basics of HVAC or how to fix your sink or your toilet if it's overflowing will save you thousands. If someone would have told me that early on, uh-huh. I would have taken a different I, I would have taken a different path and i don't think people really realize that hvac and auto body and all those skilled trades have really evolved oh yeah over oh, time they're, they're like, computer they need, they need technology oh, yeah. they as do. much as anything else these days they are they are technical roles I always say analytics right now, if you are into anything analytics, if you, and for kids who don't understand what that is, okay, go to go to Gap, look at some genes, then go out to your Google and start searching for something else and automatically watch yeah, some ads on analytics. the side pop up, you know, yeah. with, <laughs> with some other genes, some Levi's, Levi's or, or yeah. some Old Navy, right. then that's analytics. Yes. I mean, so many companies are using it, as, I, as you mentioned, Mike, with the business business partners, it is just imperative to get business partners in front of parents as well. Um, To have business partners say to them, we are hiring, we are in a deficit, and as we forecast and look ahead for the next five to eight years, which that's your kid who's in fifth grade right now, as we look ahead to that, we we know that we're going to need 200 coders. And right now, we're we're screaming for the next generation, that pipeline of talent to be ready to take over these coding jobs get your kid positioned to be able to and for so many families that changes the trajectory of their life that for so many families that we know live in poverty yes in Henrico who are in poverty that is game changing when you can have a student who is literally coming out of high school with the skill to be able to start a $30,000 a year job right out of high school and it certainly doesn't hurt I mean me and Mike talk about it all the time well because we're dealing with with the, the students that, that get it and the parents that are getting it are getting exposed to these careers and it's there it it's puts them on a track where they're going to be successful. I mean, and just like what you're talking about where you've got the businesses that are looking out for the future, they know that they're dealing with a deficit now yeah. and they've got to get it filled and they know it's going to take this you know amount of time. They're looking to, at the projections and they're oh, yeah. seeing oh, Exactly. Definitely. So yeah. when they're coming to us and when I'm doing my research, I'm... It, 
every, almost everything that we are teaching our kids, every one of these They're programs are in demand. This is not something where you're going to finish up and you're going to come out and go, oh, I can't find a job. <laughs> no, no. Th these are in demand careers that we are preparing the students for. It doesn't matter whether it's the comprehensive classes in middle school, high school, or the ACE centers. It's it's all being covered. Yeah. Right. I mean, I mean, and the way we have it set up is basically you come through, you get a skill, and then we hook you up with, with a business, basically. Mm -hmm. And so right. we're trying to become that that pipeline to put kids in careers. We want them to leave either enrolled, enlisted, or employed. And that, that, is, that is our goal here. And triple E's. Yeah, and all of our <laughs> events that we are, it's all about getting those students in front of those businesses. And in many cases, the parents are being invited so they can see right. the interaction between their student and those businesses and, and when they're showing off their skills and stuff, it doesn't, whether it's the career rodeo or the signing day, it doesn't really, I mean, all of them are all yes. about getting those getting kids those out kids with those businesses here out, locally. Out and employed. Yeah. Right? <laughs> oh yeah. And, and those connections are everything. But again, like I said, earlier, the better because the, the earlier parents have that understanding, the more they're going to encourage. And especially, let's be real, moms, we are the decision makers. We mm -hmm. are the ones constantly in our kids' ears. If you can get the moms to understand the importance of all of this then, then gotta win team mom dude we, we will we will be we will be coercing and, and strongly encouraging uh that they go in, in those directions but i think kids now unlike when i was back in high school in the 90s they can have it all they yeah. can finagle those schedules so that they can have get those as you said, those I mentioned the advanced diploma, get those, you know, verified credits out the way, get check all those boxes so that they have time in their schedule to be able to take advantage of the ACE programs. It's just it's amazing. It's phenomenal how much kids can come out of high school with now in those programs that you guys have created. It's it's amazing. And, and, real, and really quickly, let's uh, let's switch focus to businesses. How do, how do you think because uh, we're running up against the clock here, but I want to get this question in. <laughs> how, how do you think businesses will benefit from? from uh, career and technical education in the long run here in Henrico County? Oh, we've already said it. Pipeline. Mm -hmm. They yeah. need people. You know, you can just look at the, the demand data across the next few years. And yes, COVID has done a, a, a little bit of a setback. You know, we have to do a hard reset economically. Yeah. But for the most part, those industries that were in, in demand or those industries that were hurting for people, they're going to continue to be hurting for people. Have we all learned that we can do things a little differently and we can innovate on the fly and ingenuity put put in we can we can pivot yes we've learned that thanks to COVID but at the same time we still need people and COVID has also uh, identified and shown us that we have to have even more folks in the tech field so anything CS computer science yep. you know that cyber stuff the the, the data analytics that we spoke about um, coding it demand you know when you're talking about health and the healthcare field that's not going to go out of style and we're Never. not looking for do doctors we don't need general you know oh, we yeah. may need general practitioners yeah. we may not need more podiatrists but we <laughs> we are definitely looking for those nurses and those folks to to provide that type of care for our folks that's not going to go out of style so i feel like the business community being at the table can help inform which classes i heard M mr beaton say um 
uh, a few years back that, you know, there was a VCR trying to do a VCR repair class. And he was like, wait, what? <laughs> you know, because he knew he had the foresight of knowing that that was short lived, right. that that was not going to be a technology that was going to be with us long term, you know, that that we needed to focus in on our students having that as a class. So we need to think in terms of where is the demand and and those, as you said, Mike, the business partners can inform that and it benefits them. It's a win-win on both sides. It helps CTE, Hemrico CTE, know which classes they need to be offering and where they should be training up these students. But it also helps the business community to know that they have a pipeline of talent coming out of high school. Yeah, and, and you know, it, often, it also sounds better, right, Mike, coming out of their mouths than it does come out in oh, ours. <laughs> definitely. Because, I mean, you know, we're, we're supposed to promote it. But when you're hearing it from the businesses, I mean, that makes it important. And it, it, when you're talking about, about the demand, I mean, yeah, COVID's going to create a bit of a hiccup for us. But when you when the, the information that I have seen, when it comes to the increase in nursing, the increase in all these different fields, we're looking at double digits increase in needing new people. Right. And in nursing, we're not looking at just 10%, 12%. We're looking at 67% is one of the figures I saw in the nursing field. I mean, there is such a demand for people to fill those spots. And it's, you know, the healthcare industry is constantly evolving and growing. People are living longer. They're, there's just a, such a huge demand. And, and now all these different programs that we're offering, you got to look at the types of, of jobs that are out there that are available that are, and, and our students, how many of our students are walking out of high school with a job? Yeah. Walking out of high school with a job and a promise from that because that industry needs people so bad they're offering to pay for them to go to go school to yep. after they come to work for them right? i mean yep. and and i mean that's just so important when you look at the cost of the expenses of college these days how would you turn something like that down? Right. Hey, we could talk about this all day, guys, but I got to bring the show oh, to a close. On, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, I want to send a huge thank you out to Miss Monica Smith Callahan for taking some of her time out to come and visit us here uh, on Henrico CTE. Now, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you for having me. All right. Before we go, guys, I want to remind you, check us out on all our social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter, all at the handle Henrico CTE. Mike, tell them where they can find the podcast. You can find the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, and all of your the rest of the major and the minor podcast venues. And what do you always tell them, Mike? They got to do what? You need to like and subscribe. Yes. You need to share. You need to tell your friends. Yes. You, do, you know, well beyond this, the like in the YouTube videos, they always point down. Yes. You know, like <laughs> and subscribe. Yeah, yeah, put a little button up here. Put a button up mentally if you're listening to this exactly. in your head that says hit the bell icon to let you guys know whenever yeah. we have a new podcast drop. We try to give them to you every other week. All right, guys, that's it for us here. I've been Rashawn Garnett for Ms. Monica Smith-Callahan for Mike Roberts. This has been Enrico CTE Now. Until next time. So long, everyone.